0: Escape rooms have become very popular, be it for leisure time, camaraderie, or corporate events. They're appearing on every street corner. This is where you go in with a team and you try and figure something out to get out of a locked room. Well listen, as popular as they are, they're not for me. I don't have a lot of dreams, when I sleep anyway. When I'm awake, I'm full of goals and ambitions. but when I'm lying down getting rest, maybe a little REM sleep and dreams I forget about, but the only thing I seem to remember these days is a recurring nightmare. When I was a kid, I used to have nightmares about gremlins, because that was an awful movie before little mom But now, the only recurring nightmare I have involves something like an escape room. And the way it works is each and every time I'm walking through the mall, when I'm lured by a new store, kitchen wares, men's suits, Maybe it's a record CD shop. Remember compact discs and those huge cases they used to come in? Anyways, I walk through the store, and as soon as I go from mall to store, I realize that it was a false front, that it was a facade, and I start falling down a trapdoor a la Mr. Burns. It's like a slide, it catches me right at the last minute. Boom, there I sit. I stare, look around, and it's full of other captors just like me. And a couple of them close to me give me that, like, WTF shrug. Well, dummy, you're here now. And for the rest of the dream, we have to try to scheme how we're going to get our way out. So I might be really good at these escape rooms because I have a lot of practice, but I'm not going to confine myself like that. In fact, just to tell this story, I had to go to a wide open space just to feel free. Whew! Thanks for bearing with me in my fears. Hey, listen, today we are gonna talk about swimming and proposition bets. Don't hold your breath, but it's gonna be a good show, but let's try it out anyways. Today, when we all start joshing around.
1: Yo, it's the Ville Di from Thoughts To Myself podcast. Man, I've been thinking about going to an escape room, like as a date, but I can't build myself up to do it, and this is why. I watch way too many scary movies, and uh too much news and you know escape room seems like it seems like i ha- i've seen a scary movie that starts with the escape room You so i'm gonna go in here and you're gonna give me these puzzles or whatever that i got to figure out to get out so what if you get me up in here and you just decide you're gonna kill everybody you know what i mean like you were saying with the uh with the front with the front stores uh no I'm kinda a little too, uh, suspicious to be just strolling up into somewhere and, and, uh, I gotta figure out my way out. Nah, not for me, bro.
0: Oh, I completely agree. What if they're not making enough money in the escape room off the $12 per escapee, so they decide to put up some killer Facebook marketing, lure everybody in, and then rob and murder them? Count me out. My day job's a little like this though. People sometimes ask me, so you'll just go meet anybody anytime? Perfect strangers, you'll just show up even at night? And yeah, you're not worried that they're gonna rape and kill you? Well, I wasn't before. But really, I will just show up anywhere, anytime. In fact, I went on a listing appointment a couple weeks ago where the people were really excited to see me. Yeah, come over, we wanna talk about selling our home. And everything was fine on the first floor. And everything was fine when they showed me around the second floor. And then they said, go, go in the attic, check it out. Okay, I said, and I went into the attic a little bit. Like, go around the corner. Oh, yeah, all right. No, now go around another corner. And here's where I was just waiting for the zip ties and the Dexter-like body bags. So I went around the corner and, oh, good God, it was just holiday gift wrap. Yikes, the lesson of the day came hard and fast. Unless you're ready to enable change, don't complain about things. (laughs) I wasn't taking that advice when I started complaining to the local Little League. I figured after four seasons, my son deserved to move up from the minors to the majors. I'm not just a squeaky wheel. He's good at baseball. In any event, they told me the standard answer, look, there's a draft and the coaches do what they want. I pushed back a little more, and then they told me the truth. Well, we're not saying yes because we don't even have a coach for this majors team yet. Oh, You don't say so release the confetti drop the balloons. You're listening to the new little league majors coach in the beachside little league. Yay me. My wife's so mad. (laughs) Go team. Talk about bad decisions. My last year in school, I decided I need to finish in four years. This shouldn't take me any longer. So my senior year, I decided to really beef up, be advantageous, and take 19 and 17 credits respectively. Now, this included my senior project in advertising, included a lot of group work. It also included bowling, a class about disc sports, weightlifting, and scuba diving, right? Because I figured these one or two credit classes would help offset all the other real work that I had to do. (laughs) I was wrong. Weightlifting was at 7 in the morning every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That became a chore. Tuesdays and Thursdays, well, that was time for scuba diving. Guess what? I started this in the winter semester. So January, February, yeah, I was in an unheated pool. It was Florida, but Gainesville's North Florida, and I'm kind of a Central-South guy, so it gets chilly up there, believe me. The hardest part, though, was to get into the class the first week, maybe the second day. You had to pass a swim test, so tread water for 30 seconds to a minute. You know, nothing too difficult. We had to swim an Olympic-sized pool, so 50 meters one way, we had to do 400 meters, so eight lengths of the pool, in four different strokes. That was kind of challenging, but the most challenging was the underwater breathing test. This was to swim the entire length of the pool, 50 meters, underwater, on only that one breath. So, I watched many people fail, some people just quit the class right then, Finally, it was my turn. I got in to swim, had my eyes closed, no goggles. I came up when I was out of breath, halfway down the pool, probably 25 meters. So I got out. We were able to do it again. You had two shots. I'm really trying to pack in the breath like you see those, those open water divers do. Whatever. I'm stacking the air. I'm getting ready. Somebody says, here, try some goggles. It's almost my turn again. Listen, I need these credits. To graduate. So, to get out of college, which I think is a good idea at this point, if you're in college, stay in school forever, Rondi Dangerfield agrees. But here, I'm in a race against time. So I put the goggles on, I jump in the pool. I'm still smoking like a pack and a half, two packs a day of Camel Reds, Camel Hards, Marlboro, whatever. I jump in, I swim, I make it past where I'd gotten before. 25 meters, 30 meters, 35 meters, I really start to lose my breath. I'm struggling. I make it a little further, I can see the end. I still got a couple strokes in me, well about 45 to 48 meters, all I can do is really just squirm and flail. But I made it. Two flails away from probably passing out and getting rescued, I touched the end of the pool. I succeeded. I made it into the class. I graduated in four years, and guess what? The real world awaited, and it sucks. Stay in school. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Here's Josh's music review for the week. The Eminem album, Revival, is hot fire. Of course, take that with a grain of salt, because I said Macklemore's The Heist was amazing, and I stand by that. It's a pretty good album, though it does have some gimmick tracks on there. Yet to hear anything else that I'll stand behind. Though, I may be a little biased as a whole, because I also really enjoy Blizzard Man, MC Paul Barman, and even Snow, you know? (laughs) Seriously, though, the Eminem album is good. He's always been one of the best. His rhyme scheme is technically precise, and that carries over here. You've got to be a fan, though, and most of the people in my life are not, so I haven't tuned in to Mr. Mathers in a while. Great to hear him on this newest album. It seems like he's talking to his mom again. His daughter's all grown up. His ex-wife probably got run over by a high-speed train somewhere in South Florida. But other than that, well, even including that, sounds like things are going great. Here's to you, Eminem. Here's to you. To all the new parents out there, it's hard, I know. I think we've all Googled selling a healthy baby, but stick with it. I'll give you the advice that people gave me when I was new at it. It never gets better it just gets different. And that's really proven to be true. But in the end, I think it's worth it. At least that's the feeling I get when I see pictures on my Facebook memories. The Super Bowl is a little more than a week away and with it will come gambling of all kinds. One of my favorite types of gambling is proposition betting. This is where you wager on something that may or may not happen. The coin flip is the most famous occurrence of this. Another type of prop bet though, Is what they call a once in a lifetime bet or a dare for money. I used to take a lot of these as a younger man. Someone once dared me I couldn't drink a bottle of ketchup. I'm here to tell you it's difficult but it can be done. The cinnamon challenge though cannot be accomplished. You'll have cinnamon in your sinuses for weeks. Stay away from that one. One of the most famous proposition gamblers around was Amarillo Slim. He won the World Series of Poker in 1972. He's in the Poker Hall of Fame But it's proposition gambling that made him near and dear to me. In one event, see, Amarillo Slim He wouldn't make a wager he didn't know he could already win before placed. So at one point in time, he challenged tennis champion Bobby Riggs to a tennis match with the only caveat being that Slim got to choose the paddles. When the day of the match came, the secret was out, Slim had practiced for a month with cast iron skillets and he won the day, game, set and match. Another challenger, a ping pong champion, said Slim could choose the rackets again, and he practiced with cast iron skillets. Well, on the day of that particular ping pong challenge, Slim went over to a Coca-Cola vending machine, grabbed two glass bottles, emptied them, and handed the man his racket. Went on to take his money while playing ping pong with Coca-Cola bottles. Oh, we should all be as crafty as Amarillo Slim. So if your kids ever seem genuinely interested in you and they start asking questions like, hey, dad, what was the name of your first pet? Oh, hey, that's cool. Also, where did your parents first meet? You don't say. And back in high school, what was the name of your best friend? Yeah, they don't really care. They're just trying to crack your Internet security questions. Or you could thank me right now. Way to go, Jesse. Man on the spot. But hey, be careful when you're looking up the sky can be dangerous. Has anyone else ever been defecated on by a bird? What did you do when this happened? So the bird just attacked my shirt. It wasn't an attack. It was a sneak attack, maybe. And all of a sudden, I had to go buy a new shirt to get me through the rest of the day. How did you handle this catastrophe?
2: Hey, Josh, Killjoy here. I'd love to tell you about a time that I got completely crapped on. I think I was... 16 years old at the time, and I was on a date at SeaWorld. SeaWorld is a lovely place, although it's a little preoccupied with sea gulls that swim around overhead. And I was there on what was probably the third date, the awkward date, where everything tends to become real. And I had a tank top on, we were walking around, and uh, my girl who was with me was about uh, shoulder height to me. And as I turned in slow motion, I watch a seagull turd from the sky land on my bare shoulder, but then glance off and splatter all over this young woman's face. (laughs) And it didn't go well from there. Uh, I think she stared at me in darkness, wiped it off and, and never brought it up again. Too humiliated, too humiliated to move on. Killjoy, out. Horrifying.
0: But of course this show isn't about awkward high school dates. If it was, we'd have material for years. Instead, we reminisced about my fears along the seashore, talked about holding your breath underwater, and Amarillo Slim, the great proposition gambler. You know, I'm sure it's Amarillo Slim, and I've just been pronouncing it like a fool, but that's bound to happen again. Keep in mind, this show isn't about me and my awkward situations, oh wait, it is, but we'd love to hear about yours as well. Thursdays, I usually talk about some sort of trouble I got into on the road. We'll see if that trend continues the next time we all start joshing around.